I'm Joel's mom, and I'm not too happy that he and his friend Eric use vulgarities sometimes. But as a feminist, I see that they are speaking from the heart and trying to become more enlightened men. Belt! A two-man memoir. Here's Rebecca Herzig, Chair of Gender and Sexuality Studies at Bates College. How are some of these kind of big things that many, many of us can agree are loathsome, you know, like um, violent racism and sexual assault and rape, you know, like generally speaking, I think people can find agreement that these things are are wrong and should be eradicated. But what I was trying to figure out is how do those things weave their way into the most tiny and seemingly innocuous um, and take it for granted daily habits that we have so that you don't just get to these big, horrible, um, violent practices overnight or all in a jump. You get there by um, routinizing and normalizing and um, habituating yourself in ways that you then just can't even think about anymore, not because the ideology has been so ingrained in your head, but because the muscle memory of doing these things has become part of who you are. And hair removal, it seems on the surface of it, so trivial. But the point is, the point is that these small, seemingly trivial, mundane, irrelevant things uh, accumulate um, and aggregate into larger um, trends, larger patterns that you can detect and identify. And that feels in this political climate even more relevant than before, as you you have people having serious debates about, you know, whether small acts of touching in the workplace are a problem. And what I'm trying to say is, of course, they're a problem because, you know, those are the habits that habituate people for the most grotesque kinds of, um, you know, violent misogyny, say. And I I wanted to try to think about the links um and the the networks and the roots that kind of grow and spread between scales um, of intensity and of um, awareness, I guess. Back in the day when I had a giant Jufro and I started building stuff with fire. Oh, yeah. Welding. Because I was like, you, you were know, Vulcan. I was Vulcan. I was, I was wearing this sweatshirt because it was sort of cold in New Haven. And I was welding all the time, building these big sculptures out of metal. And I was like, I'm a man. I'm like building shit from scratch out of oh, yeah. metal. Yeah. I have fire and I'm like, there's flames everywhere and it's catching on Prometheus. my... Yeah, it's catching on my yeah. sweatshirt and there's burn holes and I'm just swatting it with my like mitt and like there were burn holes everywhere. Joe is I was sweating. a wild man. I was like fucking Joe awesome. Joe is exploding with sweat right now. I am so like... <laughs> Such a like an image of manhood, fire, yeah, row, yeah. and I also was like shaving. Shaving is for the weak, <laughs> and maybe even showers. Yeah, I was too busy making fire. Wildness, and wildness. Women man. like wildness, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and I was a that's wild, what I've heard. Yeah. I was a wild, wild guy, and so I was like fire everywhere, hair everywhere, and then I started growing this beard. Yeah. So I became a giant mound of hair, this huge wild beard that basically looks like my pubes. My beard is basically the facial equivalent. <laughs> so your mouth and your penis <laughs> my are, mouth are and analogous I'm in that basic, way. <laughs> when, I, when I have my Jufro and my wild beard, I'm the literal embodiment yeah. of a dickhead. 
<laughs> How long did you work on that joke? I bet you've used that before. That's, that's, I have like three jokes. Yeah. And so that was, that was that, a good that, one. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. So um, I was like, I was a fire breathing I'm dragon. Seeing your, I'm seeing your mouth in a totally different way now. And I'm a little freaked out. <laughs> I just have to say. All right. So listen to this, man. All okay. Right, right. So I was a wild man. Yeah. You were a wild man. And so I was there with like this sweatshirt covered in burn holes. I had this huge jufro. And yeah. then I also had like this giant beard. Yeah. Which all sounded great, except when I got to the airport. Yeah. And immediately security assumed that I was, I looked too wild. Yeah. And they were yeah. like, this guy is dangerous. This guy is bad news. This guy needs to be stopped. This yeah. guy needs to be searched. He's clearly a drug dealer. And so I would get on the plane and then I would take like 20 hours to like get wherever I needed to go because this guy is clearly not part of the establishment. Even mm -hmm. though I was like at this, you know, I was a fucking Yale student, you know, I was like, I'm fucking establishment. What the yeah. fuck do you want from me? Yeah. Or close enough. At least I'm rubbing shoulders with those guys, even yeah. if I'm a wild one. Yeah. But they were like, no, this guy's too wild. He's, he's trouble. Yeah. He's a drug dealer. We need to stop him. He's yeah. not allowed to enter this you plane of civilization. Yeah. You were playing wildness, I was, right? Yeah. You well, I was, I mean, right. So I was wild enough, but not to the point where I was a drug dealer. Right. Not to the point where, I mean, I wasn't but doing you anything bad. To, you wanted to be seen as dangerous because you thought that would, uh, maybe be, I thought maybe sexy. Yeah. Maybe that helped me get laid, you yeah. know, but it, I think it actually was, no, I just was like, I was enjoying my hair. Maybe it was the image of it. That was yeah. part of it. Like yeah. I thought it was sexy to be that way. Right. Or maybe just the image of myself. I wanted to be wild. I wanted to push back against convention. I still do. Yeah. Like we're doing that on the show. Belt. Belt. Here's Rebecca. All those ideas about wild hairiness and insanity or criminality, that comes straight out of 19th century medicine. Um, it didn't really exist prior to 19th century medicine. There's little references here and there in the Judeo-Christian tradition to hairiness and insanity or hairiness and witchcraft, but really just as much about um, laudable religious or spiritual aspects of hairiness. So lots of saints get hairy before they ascend to heaven and stuff like that. So it was always a mixed bag in the cultural tradition. And then medicine in the 19th century just cleaved it and made it a bad thing. You know, hairiness was meant you were deviant and pathological and um, smoothness became the norm as a result. And um, wow, I think I hadn't seen just how powerful that was. Yeah, Prometheus. <laughs> Some fires burn a long time, mm -hmm. but other fires go out right quick. Yeah. What do you mean? What well, are you talking about? Most men are afraid to talk about this. This is probably one of the greater fears mm -hmm. that all men face. Yep. Fear. The, the quick come. The quick come. The quick come. Yep. So the, the quick come. The very first time I had sex was most inauspicious. In that category. Tell us more. I'm laughing, man. So that's, that's how, how can we feel fear and security? Because then your buddy laughs. So I'm a fucker. I, I know, Sorry, I, I dude. Know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a laying fucker. myself out. I'm being vulnerable. I'm and fucking you're, and laughing at you. you're just mocking me. I'm mocking you. You're I'm an asshole. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to laugh. I bet Prometheus was an asshole. He probably was, but he had a lot of fire. So therefore, like, he had fire coming out of his asshole. People left him alone. Yeah. Well, you know, Prometheus stole fire from Zeus. Oh, yeah. And he gave it to men who were deprived of fire. Was that a, a, a good deed? Or um, he was a thief, but he was also but he, a, he, 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 he was like up, Robin Hood. He stood up for, for men who were being oppressed by the tyrannical Zeus. Yeah, he, he hoarded all the fire just like, you know... Um, the King, Prince John, who Robin Hood was stealing the gold from and distributing it to the poor. 
Do you remember Kevin Costner played Robin Hood? Yeah. He I was, loved all those Robin Hood he, movies. He was like fade in and out of a British accent. He'd be like, I am Robin of Loxley. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work when you, when you yeah. mess up the accent. Yeah, you got to go all like um, Cowboy American, which is more Costner. Yeah. Or you got to go British, which would be Sean Connery. Sean Connery. You remember Robin and Marion? Yeah, he was good in that. Oh, yeah, Sean Connery. I like Sean Connery. I doubt Sean Connery. So Sean Connery in... Um, Do you think it was a quick comer? In, in Goldfinger. 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 Gold. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, you can do the accents. You got many talents. You probably sure. could, you could probably do a Roman accent in Latin. You do Latin. I, I, I could. I do a. I do a great Caesar. Let's do. Let's hear your Caesar in Latin. Do you well, think Caesar was a quick comer? Oh, I think he definitely was. You know, he couldn't hear well out of one ear, which is always a sign of true? quick coming. Well, no, in Shakespeare's play. Oh yeah, Julius Caesar. It is said that he can't. So hear if well you out can hear ear. better out of both ears, then you can like you know you have more control of your body, and therefore you're gonna come not quickly. Shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks to worry about quick coming. So let me just say one more thing, and then I'll get on to my quick coming story. Quick coming. Um, there was a film called Camelot, starring Sean Connery as King Arthur. Yeah. And the only reason the film was made... I don't think made, I've seen that one. Yeah, Richard Gere played... Uh, oh, I've seen it. Um, yeah. Do you one, like one Richard Gere? Nights. He was probably... he At least he has the veneer of being a sexual icon. Probably not a quick comer then. From American Gigolo. American Gigolo. But apparently he was gay, even while married to Cindy Crawford. You know, there's a yeah. story circulating that he was gerbled. I've heard about that. So we're, we are not confirming or denying this uh, rumor. I don't know about but the I've heard about I've heard about that, too. But I do know I liked Sean Connery's King Arthur because he got to say, come on, now, many if, times. Now, if, if Prometheus, um, who had um, fire coming out of his asshole, mm-hmm. was being gerbled, that would probably be very <laughs> particularly dangerous for the gerbil. Unless or you, unless you like to eat fried gerbil. gerbil. I, I would say that's more of a barbecue. Would you still be a vegetarian if you ate fried gerbils? <laughs> Probably so. I mean, it is meat. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was, definitely. That's meat. What are you talking about? I, I know. Yeah. It's meat. But yeah. really, if you eat an insect, like a roach, does that, does that mean you're still a vegetarian? I think the question really is, if you've eaten a gerbil that was barbecued out of someone's asshole, <laughs> whether that's cannibalism or just like, like a, yeah, a you, normal meat If you're eater. eating a gerbil that is covered with your own VCs, that is a kind of cannibalism. Yeah. Well, so I was 18 years old. Yes. And um, I fancied this younger woman mm-hmm. um, who had a bit of a reputation oh. for being sexually active. That's, that's nice. And I myself, if you can believe this, actually I was 17. I was a 17-year-old virgin. And that's, um, that's sweet. You were holding on. I was holding on for the, for right, true for love. the, for the right one to come For the along. right reputation. For the right reputation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, had to, you had to interview all of them, and then you had to... You know, you were casting interviews out. It was I was interviewing, um, and I was very interested in the brand of jeans. Um, that was back when there was a kind of Coke Pepsi war between oh, yeah. Calvin Klein and Jordash. 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 What's Jordash? It was a, a kind of jean. It was a it was a fashion brand. You were really just, but- and I favored the Jordash. <laughs> Hence, I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. You ruined uh, that brand. I did ruin that brand. So this yep. young woman favored the Jordash. Yes. And she actually was rather aggressive and she sought me out. Oh, that's um, nice. You were you were um, a very handsome man. You were the quarterback. I was the quarterback and quite available, quite a catch. People didn't know that you were a quick comer, but you were, well, you were I worried. I didn't know then either. 
Were you, okay, were you, did you feel, you had like everything going for you. Were you, did you feel insecure about your sexual prowess because you were a virgin or, and just masked it up yes. with like football? No, I felt, I felt incredibly insecure about my sexual prowess. Yeah. Everyone and, does, don't and, you think? And, and overcompensated by, through my athletic skills. That's if right. If you could throw a football really far, it doesn't that, matter if you're a quick comer. That means. So I told myself. Right. It would, it would suggest to everyone that you could come forever. And that's right. Like at whim when you wanted to. But there comes a time when you say, I can really chuck that pigskin and it's not (laughs) sexy anymore. Didn't sound (laughs) sexy even the first time. No, no. Um, I don't even think it's made of a pigskin. The football. football. Made me think of barbecue again. And the gerbil. A a barbecue. If you had a choice between a barbecue, like how many barbecue gerbils would it take (laughs) calorie wise to make up for one barbecue pig? Like 37? More probably like two hundred. A gerbil is pretty small. A pig is yeah. really large. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there are pigs who would rather be gerbils? Probably <laughs> until they meet Richard Gear, <laughs> and then they're fucking glad they're a pig. All right. So this young woman, she sought me out. And, she sought you, and I went on a date with her, and yeah. she said, "I've been watching you for weeks now. You're a walking orgasm." That's a really good line. She was smart. Did you ever did you ever try to use that line on anyone else? Or would that come across as completely different coming from you? I think completely different coming from you. Yeah. Um, that's now, unfortunate because that's a great line. I only use it to aggrandize myself in telling this story. Yeah. Um, it's like you should put it as a bumper sticker. I'm a walking orgasm. I am a walking orgasm. That could be a political platform in our yeah. current political climate. It would seem perhaps. like that would eventually get you elected president. Yeah. Would you say that to a gerbil? I am more like you're a crawling orgasm. Well, if you're trying to like become friends with the gerbil, a gerbil, and then trying to entice the gerbil to go up your ass and then barbecue (laughs) it, you would first say that I'm a walking orgasm. And the gerbil might say, yeah, that sounds really great. Why don't I crawl up your ass and please barbecue me? Yeah. And then eat me afterwards. It'll be a beautiful way to go. I mean, that's a lot of persuasion you're going to have to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, yeah, that's a pretty (laughs) tall order. Um, the gerbil's like, fuck, I just want to run on my wheel. I want Le- to run leave, on my leave wheel. Leave me alone, man. Yeah, that was a cage that was like, seemed much better. There's a little bit of airspace. Like, going up your asshole yeah. is going to be very tight quarters. It's going to be hard to know how to exit. Yeah. And I might get barbecued. So I had a gerbil when I was in college. Yes. And that fucking thing bit me, like the skin between your index finger and your thumb. That sounds bad. And it bad. like latched on. I couldn't get it off. Ooh. And I like I was squeezing it really hard. I thought I was gonna have to kill it to get it off. And then I started twisting it gently from side to side. And that fucking thing would not let go. And it finally let go. And like there was blood everywhere. And I had to, get a, I had to get a tetanus shot. Yeah, that's bad. Fucking gerbil. Did you? What did you well, do? Then did, I, then did you suck out your ass? And then I sold it on the black gerbil market to, to Richard, Richard Gear. To Richard Gear. To Richard Gear. And then he was barbecued. He was barbecued. So I, I go on a date with this woman, and we go back to her house. This is the gerbil was before or after the date? Oh, the gerbil was after the date. Oh, after the date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the gerbil was after. The did date. you bring up? Oh, so you didn't get a chance to bring up the gerbil on your date? No, I did not bring up the gerbil. I didn't have a gerbil at that time. So you were very insecure. What what maneuvers after she? Did you feel insecure after she said you were walking orgasm? Oh, I was terrified because I knew there was pressure. I knew oh, that, I pressure. knew that she had expectation yeah. of me, and I'd never had sex before in my life, and she probably assumed I had. Because you're the quarterback. Because I was the quarterback, and I had a lot of girlfriends. 
Unfortunately, most of the girlfriends I had were very staunchly Christian. Either that or they used that as an excuse for not having sex with me. Now, was these girlfriends, like, in your mind, like, oh, like, I like this person, therefore she's my girlfriend? Or did they even know they, did they, even know they were your girlfriend? <laughs> oh, yeah, I would take them out on dates to the steakhouse and then go see, like, a, I don't know. A Matthew Broderick movie or something, but you were, but you, but no sex was happening because they were well, religious there, folk. Well, there was, there was, you know, French kissing, and, French I, kissing. and I would try to cop a feel or two, yeah, and then my hand would be moved gently away, and um, the message was sent very clearly, yeah, that don't, t- that, that that don't I'm not, not going to have sex with you, right? But kissing is okay. Kissing was okay. So were you a good kisser? Did you feel insecure about your kissing skills? I felt more secure about my kissing skills because I chewed a fuckload of Wrigley's gum. And it's like oh, you were worried it, about your breath. You oh, were yeah. worried you had bad breath. It's like my breath was like a dragon fire of mint. A dragon fire of mint. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Before you had the gum, what was it like? Just well, I, vomit. I was, it, it was. It, it was like you know when you, you have yeah yeah when I you know you vomit burp like you you vomit burp for like eight hours and nothing uh, else ooh, that's and then you gross. breathe on somebody. Ooh, that's no, I don't bad. think it was that bad. But it was approaching that. My mom, in your mind, it was. We'll see. My mom always said to people who have bad breath, "It smells like he's been eating bird bird poop." Yeah, that's bad. (laughs) And who would want to kiss a bunch of bird poop? I mean, I mean, if I had a bowl of bird poop, would you want to kiss me ever? No, no. But if I put enough mint on top of that, mask it. It would mask. It's like the strategy of like not showering at all, but but then dousing yourself in cologne. Exactly. Which is very old school. Like it Robin is. Hood. Robin like Robin Hood. Hood. Robin he Hood did that. Yeah, he did, Robin yeah. Hood bathed like once every eight years. Yeah, every eight years, but then covered up um, the, the stinkiness with some other really some strong of, scent. Some sort of exotic cologne. Like gerbil, um, gerbil piece. Musk. Some sort of musk. Yeah, some kind of musk. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to bring that back. It's going to be very fashionable. Musk. Not showering ever, and then covering yourself and up with no. gerbil pee or and, musk. And musk. And musk. What is musk? There, was, there was a cologne called musk when yeah. I was coming. You're in. the English professor. What the, you know? You're supposed to be you know know everything. I know. I, know. I don't know. So I, I go back home with this woman after our date. Yeah. And what um, else happened on the date? Well, what, what I did mean, you say? I mean, the, the t- did you nod when she said you were a walking orgasm? You said, "Of course I am." Or did you say, "Oh, thank"? Did you thank her politely? Did you say, "No, I'm not." Or I try to be. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was not the Fonz. I was Richie Cunningham. I was more like Potsy <laughs> or Ralph Mouth. And I, I think I probably said, thanks. Oh, that's good. Thanks. And, and then did she smile? She did. And I that, probably said something like, well, you are too. Which just means I was like totally piggybacking on her good line. Yeah, I that's couldn't good. come up with my own. And then, then when, once that happened, did you guys kiss or something? Like, No, we had not kissed at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but she says, let's go back to my house. My mom's not home. So I knew that oh, some, she was, she I, knew what she was doing. She was very, uh, she sexual, was skilled. She was sexually advanced. That's good. It was it's like getting a, a really good teacher. You're lucky. You're oh, a lucky I man. I know. I know. She knew what she was doing. That's good. So I was terrified. We're going to yeah. go back to her house. And I thought, okay, this is going down. Did you write her a nice thank you note? Um, like, you <laughs> After, know, afterwards, I baked her some muffins and put them outside That's the good. door. That's good. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like huckleberry muffins. Oh, yeah, huckleberries again. Yeah, yeah again. yum, yeah. I, know. I love like, them. I like a huckleberry. I want one right now. Huckleberry muffin. Man, if I had a huckleberry muffin right now, I would stop doing everything. I want that so badly <laughs> right now. It would be I mean, so good. I know. So I go back home yeah. um, with this woman. Yeah. Um, and we go into her room yeah. immediately. Yeah. And then we start making out. 
And because I have like eight pieces of Wrigley's gum in my mouth, I feel pretty good. Did you offer her any or did you hoard them for yourself only? I hoarded them for myself only. And also I thought it might seem rude to say, oh, would you like a piece? Suggesting that her breath was not good. Suggesting that her breath was as bad as yours. As bad as mine. Yeah, that would yeah. be very rude. So, so I cre- the opposite of the walking orgasm line. <laughs> it's like, you're not a walking <laughs> orgasm. You're a stumbling piece of birth shit. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, that would be rude. So we start making out, and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, yeah. So, and this is really embarrassing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm cringing thinking about this. Eric so, is a brave man. We're being vulnerable. We're, on being, the show. we're being vulnerable. Yeah. So, so there was this movie that had come out around the time that we were um, in a room called All the Right Moves. It's a Tom Cruise movie where he's yeah. a high school football player. Tom Cruise. Um, yeah. This is he was, this he was is circa 1983 or four. He was a model of of sexual strength. He was a, a model of sexual strength. Yeah, um, people admired his his sexuality. Have you ever noticed how he runs in a movie? No, I think he's an alien. He he, might run, be. he runs like an alien. His upper body doesn't move at all. Yeah, but his legs move. Yeah, something very disturbing about how he runs. It might be tied in with the Scientology. You sh- yeah, I don't know. You, it you, might be. You you might you know. You might need to write him a nice letter expressing that. And maybe send him some muffins. And muffins. You can tell, and a, lot, you can tell a lot about a man by how he runs. Yeah, that's true. For you, for instance. <laughs> With a terrible posture. Oh, you're, you have the worst running form you of any man I've ever seen. You wouldn't even say hi to me. As no, I was embarrassed. Yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to run away from you as quickly as possible. How about if I had given you a huckleberry muffin as I was running? Well, then I would have been your running partner. I know. For about a mile. Everyone, Eric w- offered to run with me like one day, and then he looked at his watch afterwards, and he's like, uh-uh. Yeah, we, I ran with Joel for a mile, and and I had to slow down for my normal pace to like an 11-minute mile. I almost died that morning. And I got to the end, and I said, hmm. And you said, hey, man, how was that? How was that? So I was an 11-minute mile. You said, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> and I said, okay, I can't run with this man anymore. Um so I found other ways to hang out with you. Yeah, that's right. That's like, why we're doing this podcast. Like sharing with you my most intimate, yeah, um, better. terrifying secrets. Yep. So in this movie, All the Right Moves, which is terrible, by the way, Tom Cruise is going to make love with his girlfriend. And what they do, and they've never made love before. They've Did never, they have a gerbil? The gerbil is not involved. They just stripped down totally naked. Yeah. And like stood and stared at each other. That is sort of weird. For a little while. So I said to this woman, I said, <laughs> because I was afraid like... How do I take her shirt off? Yeah. How do I take her bra off? Yeah. Who tells afraid, us these things? I was things? afraid I would just be fumbling all around. Did anyone in, give you any advice or instruction you know, you growing know, up? You know who I learned from? Who? The Fonz. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the way the, it is. Listen to we me. We learn from TV and there, porn. There's this episode yeah. on Happy Days yeah. where Potsy puts a bra around yeah. a radiator yeah. to see if he can open it, <laughs> and he can't, and the Fonz comes by and just touches the bra, and it springs wide open. Yeah, so the Fonz has magic. He's a superhero. He is, of, he's of, a superhero of, of a bra, a bra, a bra of, removal. A brow removal. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. But I, but I was more like Potsy. Yeah. So I was afraid I won't be able to get this woman's bra yeah, at I mean, all. Who the hell learns? How are you supposed to learn this shit? That's where some of our insecurities well, coming from. No have, one instructs you us. You have to fail several times before you learn how to do it. Yeah, totally. That's right. And that's why early sexual experiences are so horrifying. Yeah. So, so I, embarrassing. So I say to her, you seen that film? Yeah, I said, well, let's do it like that. That's a good idea. And, and so we like take all our clothes off. It's the only movie you'd ever seen. It's the only and, movie I'd ever seen. Yeah, and the only uh, except for American of, Gigolo. Except for American Gigolo. So you <laughs> and, had and, like and, and Goldfinger and Goldfinger. <laughs> I can't even do it. Yeah, I know. Um, I also do a good Cary Grant, but that's for another time. That's the one where you like <clears throat> paint your body in gold, except for one whole 
So like so that you know like one part of your skin so yeah. that you can breathe. That's a good love making technique. That would have been great. That would have been better. If you paint your whole body in, in gold except for your penis. Yeah. It's like you breathe through your it's, penis. It's, it's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be so your hot. Penis actually, would, would be respiring. Oh, it would be like scuba diving with a scuba partner, and then you have to share the, um, you know, the <laughs> the, the air. Like you know, the air comes out of your penis. Yeah, air comes out of your penis. You share the air. So like you're going in and out, and then you're breathing yeah. in unison with each other and giving each other pleasure. That's seriously the hottest thing I can possibly we should imagine. Write a, we should write a book about this. We should. Sexual instruction from two uh, moronic men, but using, who, using gold lame spray paint, who who stumble upon genius now and then, and we just did. You that's could, a, that's a great thing. That would save the world. It would save the world. Yep. I did not do that on that evening. So I'm standing across from this woman, and I'm so aroused. I think I'm going to explode. That's I, nice. I, I think I'm going to die. Ooh. I mean, I mean, you know that. Yeah. I've the little sex before. I've never seen a naked woman before. The little death. So I'm looking at this naked woman. She's very beautiful. Yeah. And so, you know. Was she is taller than you? She was shorter. Shorter she, she than you. She was about, you know, three inches shorter. Did that help you feel slightly more confident no. that you could look down no. at her literally? No, not at all. She was still much, she looks, much better. She looks so calm. Stronger than and you. And possessed. And sexy, and I'm sure I just looked befuddled. Were you and worried? Sad. Were you worried that you were? She was reading you as like a little boy. Yes. Yeah. I was worried that she was looking at my my cock and thinking it's small. Yep. I was worried that she was noticing my nervousness. Yeah. And thinking I was not. You're not a walking orgasm at all. Yeah. You're more like the stumbling bird shit. Stumbling bird shit with a terrible <laughs> breath. With a terrible breath. Your your gum didn't work. So I can only stand there so long. Yeah. So I, I go in for the kiss. Yep. And, you know, we kind of back up onto her bed. Yep. yep. And I think, all right, now's the time. No foreplay here. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm getting ready to go. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. So, well, you know, I don't even... How, how else to say it? Just right? hear a man. Be you brave. Know, I, I, You're being I, brave. You know, I... I begin the act. Yep. And within one second, I'm done. How many strokes? Not even one. Oh, that's cool. So you couldn't even pull out for a breath. I mean, I, I just, yeah, I just, I was in. That's, that made me, and, that's. And I was out. So that was an act of true <clears throat> appreciation of her. Well, so here's how I played it. And this, yeah. this, this was the clever part. Yeah. Um, she did not know that she was the first at this point. Yeah. So I said, after that happened, I said, oh, baby. <laughs> You don't know what you do to me. That's good line. That's as, good. As if to suggest you yeah. are so hot that you made this happen. Well, in a way, that's true. True. Yeah. And she, she. This is one of the most generous things yeah. anyone has ever done for me. I yeah. Mean, think of all the things she could, she could have done at that point. Yeah. She could have been awkwardly silent. Yep. She could have done, but she just said, fully heartfelt. I'm in love with you. That's amazing. And I, she's an amazing woman. Uh, and I said, you should have married her right there. Well, it was it was like a great act of generosity yeah. and grace for her to say that. Whether yep. she meant it or not, I don't care. Yep. And then I said to her in reply, "I'm in love with you too." Yep. Even though we'd only been together for like three hours. So she saw she saw your worry, your you know the insecurity she that re- all men she have. She wanted to reassure me. She reassured you. So she gave she she she. She gave you a lot, not just sexual pleasure, but also like affirmation of your manhood. It was a great gift. It was a kind <laughs> woman. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this woman already. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was really lovely. And we ended up dating for quite a long time. Oh, that's cool. Um, after, after that. Um, 
So that was my first sexual experience. So and, yeah, and and um, you know, we most guys have a bad first sexual experience, probably. But you had yeah, a pretty so, bad later sexual experience. Well, so, all right. So listening to your story, thinking about sexual insecurity or just insecurity <clears throat> in general, I mean, I got that too, you know, for sure. I, mean, I think most guys do. And, you know, I had insecurity about sexual performance in bed, like, you know, being out last long enough and all that stuff. I mean, I don't, uh, you know. and But also I had insecurity about cock size. Cock size, man. Guys don't talk about this. And I was worried my cock was not big enough. And I remember going in the locker room and like, you Do know. Do you know that in our age of texting, apparently high yeah, school boys yeah. measure their cocks and send their measurements their measurements around to everyone in school? Wow. And some guys actually take pictures of their cocks. Wow. And send them around everyone in the school. Wow, that's amazing. It's just a different age. It's sort of, it. Wow. I know. I that's was, incredible. I was stunned to hear Erect that. Erect cocks or flaccid cocks? Well, that's an important distinction. It's a big distinction. Especially for you. For me, it is because I am a grower. And I didn't know that language at the time. But, yeah. I, but I realized that, like, well, my cock, especially in the winter... Yep. when it's cold, yep. is not even close to the size it is, then it's hard. And so I was worried. So like I'm in the locker room, I'm like, see these other guys who, who are not growers. Some of them are and some of them are not. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my cock is small compared to these guys. I'm less of a man. Yeah. And I had major hangups about this. And I remember like even as a kid going, you know, seeing my dad who has puberty and I don't. And so of course his cock is bigger. Yeah. Or all these, especially these old guys with these big cocks, you know, because they, <laughs> they're not growers at all. They just gravity sinks gravity, them down. Gravity, gravity <clears throat> lengthens them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, so I felt like shame about this, like forever. So going into your first sexual experiences, you were just primed for a cock mock. I was primed for the cock mock and I, it never happened, you know, because my cock did grow, you know, and then, or maybe no one would say it. Maybe they had the kind of grace. You're like swaying weirdly from side to side. When, I'm swaying when you, side when to you, side. When you said, oh my cock would grow. That's very exciting. I mean, my cock would grow. You're like a little boy standing up before his parents, like trying to lift his chest up. I'm trying to lift, I'm trying to, me. I'm trying to say that I'm not, I don't want to have the self image of the pre-grown cock yeah. and the shame of it. I want to have the image of myself as my fully grown cock but i so okay but i didn't understand this or i sort of did i my cock is not going to grow properly unless i feel connected to someone emotionally okay and so that requires at least like you know a date or like a two you remember you when know. you were a kid and you go to the doctor yeah and you'd have to pull your pants down yeah and the doctor would like squeeze your balls and make you cough oh yeah then my cock would just retreat into See, my abdomen I w- I, back when i was a kid and this is probably true of most boys i would get spontaneous erections you would seriously i'd just be sitting in school that's and suddenly cool. i would get a hard on like oh, yeah. what the fuck so i was always afraid when the doctor did that i would, that like, would... I would be erect so and that's it would the be op- really embarrassing so that's but that's embarrassing in another way that's showing your manhood it's like inability in, 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 to control your. Oh yeah, so that so you have scared you are scared about um, your um, ability to control your cock. Yeah, and I had more fear about the size of my cock. Yeah. All right. So anyway, this was one of the worst days of my life that yeah. happened. So it was literally a little bit after I shaved my beard. I still had my Jufro. I was putting out all these different mechanisms to try to cover up my insecurity. Prometheus has yeah, Prometheus, shaved his beard. Prometheus shaved his beard. his hair. Which was sad. No, I still had the fro. You still had the fro. But, it, and it was, and, but I also knew it was going to fall out. I was going to go bald. So yeah. I was like, even the thing that would cover up my insecurity. Yeah. 
was also going to go away. It's fucking sucked. Yeah. So, but I, so I was filled with all this, but I managed to get, I was still dating and I had girlfriends and it was all cool, but I managed to go on this date with someone and I'm not a tall guy, right? Yeah. Well, we, we, we know, know this, we know, this we is know this this established. I'm, a, yeah. I'm not a tall guy with, with poor posture too. <laughs> really, man. You like take two inches off yourself. Your it's like stu- stupid. So you're like the raccoon has terrible posture. I'm like the raccoon. You're like the raccoon. But yeah, that, yeah, but they, but they have better fur than I do. I'm not very hairy either. What kind of wheel would you get for a raccoon to run in? (laughs) Like you get like an actual tire. I would never threaten a raccoon or even suggest a raccoon going up anyone's ass (laughs) and like lighting it with fire though. That would just be, you would need to have a giant for that to occur. Hagrid. Hagrid, Hagrid, <laughs> Hagrid could take a raccoon. Hagrid could take a raccoon up his ass. Paul Bunyan and Paul Bunyan. Yeah, those are the only two. Those are only two guys. And yeah. Prometheus. And Prometheus exactly. for sure. Yeah. yeah, that would be easy for him. All right, so you're dating. I'm dating. I'm on this date yeah. with this woman who's significantly taller than me. Like how taller? She's six say, feet tall. I'd say probably yes. So I could wow. say like a full a full head she's taller like than Tom me. Cruise. I was like Tom Cruise. Nicole Kidman was way taller than I he was, was popular despite my insecurities. Yeah, I still managed to go on plenty of dates, and you I had w- the gift of the gab. I had to give the I had the gift of the gab, yeah. and I you know, and then I learned that I needed time to allow myself my my cock to grow, which meant that I would have to form emotional connection with them. Yeah. All right. And this particular time though, I was on this date. And it went a little faster than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. We had coffee. We walked back to my place. And immediately she's like, oh, we're in your place. And so clothes come off immediately. Yeah. I didn't really know her. I didn't. I was already feeling more insecure because she was at least a head taller than me. And there I was naked with a cock that was not growing at all. Oh. It was basically like a baby cock <laughs> retreated into my body. And she was looking at me. You felt like an infant in front of her. I felt like an infant. And this was someone who did not have the gift of grace that your first. You were were unfortunate in your choice. She did not have grace. And she looked at me. She did not laugh. Mm. But she certainly didn't say you were walking orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm looking at her. I'm like, okay, please, God. You're looking at her. Help me grow. And you know she's looking at you. She's looking at me. Expectantly. Expectantly. She's like, well, what am I doing here? Let's have sex. Nothing's happening at all. Well, think how she felt, though. Yeah, she, she maybe pro- she probably yeah. felt like does he even think I'm sexy? Yeah, maybe um maybe she felt insecure I too. I bet she did. She, I'm not in, I'm not sexy. She might feel I'm not sexy. I mean, it's my fault. It. Yeah. yeah. So it's so she's insecure, I'm insecure. Yep. And we try to have sex anyway. And oh, I, that's oh. so and the, we didn't even know each other, you know? And like we sort of did. So when you're trying and failing. So I'm trying and failing. Are you talking at all? Or are you just being kind of stoic and silent? I'm and, no, and, I'm a talker. You know, I'm a talker and I'm trying even, to be even a grower. In, even in those moments. Well, not not as much in those moments. Yeah. yeah. I'm more of a moaner. I'm like a loud <laughs> or a grunter. You're a grunter. Grunt and moaning. I'm like, yeah, I'm like sexually are, 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 sort of loud. Are your moans kind of guttural? Like kind of a gargly phlegmatic sound? <laughs> or are they more on the surface closer to your teeth, like with a hiss? Not hissy, more yeah, more like, animalistic. More animalistic. Can you, can you give us an example? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to do an impersonation of a gorilla. I'm trying to be my inner raccoon up um, Prometheus's asshole, and like, and and getting really warm from the fire coming out of it. So <laughs> then I would grow properly. 
I bet raccoons are good lovers. So the raccoons <clears throat> are good lovers. I know this, as I've told you, like from like the They're night very sex. Fertile. Yeah, very yeah. fertile. And oh, and you've heard them. <laughs> I've heard them. They're very loud. And they have armor on. And they have armor on. Yeah. All right, so, 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 you're, so, so you're, you're, you're in the moment. I, so I'm kissing her, you know, maybe like I'm trying to delay it by going down on her, which is nice and all, and, um, you know, kissing her all over the place. But eventually it was time to like, you know. Be put up hard, or shut up. Put up or shut up. And like, and I'm trying to, I managed to grow from like a baby to perhaps like a quarter of my size. A quarter. A quarter. So I wasn't really hard. I wasn't hard either. I was like. So if we could liken your cock to a roll of quarters. So there was maybe instead of a roll, it would be like, you know, a, a quarter. A roll of pennies or a roll of dimes. A quarter of the pennies. <laughs> And, and, but, um, but the pennies had been melted in a furnace so that they were no longer firm. They were just like, <laughs> they were like, um, like a cooked cucumber mm-hmm. instead of a cucumber, like mushy, <laughs> mushy and a, shrunken, a, a, a mushy cooked cucumber that was tiny, like, More like a pickle, but a very small pickle, a dill pickle. I, I love pickles. So anyway, so it was very bad. Yeah, very bad. Very bad. I feel for you, man. It was terrible. I mean, that's, yeah. Okay. It takes, takes a long time to get over that kind of I, thing. I'm over it just barely now, but it got worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not only she didn't say you're not a walking orgasm, what she said was eventually we had um, some version of sex with like my mushy quarter length <laughs> cucumber. Okay. <laughs> and then she left. And uh, yeah. she was in the same, you know, department uh, undergrad as I was, but she was sort of a rival in a way. Oh, an artistic rival? Artistic rival was in the sculpture department. So she proceeded... Was she using fire to make art as well? Uh, I don't remember what yeah. she was doing. I think she actually was using a lot of words, but I'm not sure. Like there was like text and stuff in the work. I don't know, whatever. All right. So the point is, then she proceeded to tell this other guy who was also... You know, like a competitor, I guess. We weren't really friends. You got a big ego. You think everybody's out to get you, don't you? Well, I was I was I was sort of quarterback at the time. I was yeah. top dog there, like me and this other guy. And um so, you know, there were people coming for me, you know, and um and <laughs> literally. And so she proceeded to tell this guy, and then he proceeded to tell everyone, Hey, Joel's got a tiny cock and Joel sucks in bed. He had the right ammo to take you down. And I fled. You fled. I left New Haven literally like the next day. Because it filled, blame, filled, filled, filled with the shame. shame. How could you even walk around? Yeah. Walk around. And like, so like, you know, and there is a lot of shame. Yeah. I mean, makes, you know, make, makes me wonder like, you know, Cortez or, you know, like Hitler or all these people, like maybe they had sexual shame or make sexual fear. And like, cause the response, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't wired to like lash out violently, but I was, I was wired to like hide in a cave, you know? And like, yeah. and literally, man, I was filled with so much shame and insecurity about this forever until literally like, you know, a, a year or two before I got married, all of a sudden, like my girlfriend was telling this guy that I've got a big cock and then this other person do like when I'm grown yeah. fully, yeah. when I'm connected to someone, it turns out I do have a big cock, but yeah. I didn't know that. Like no one, like, you know, and like, and then there was a couple yeah, people said all the time. compare notes. No. And so I was scared, yeah. you know, and like, and like, so oh, let, let me, yeah. let, let, let me ask you yeah. this. So, so, um, I used to be in this little group of, yeah. of teachers. 
teachers. Yeah. And we would we would trade our students' papers with yeah. one another to see if we were all grading the same way, using yeah. the same center. Right. Wouldn't it be Different great to have like, like a man's cock club? Yeah. We could all get together and like compare. Yeah. And and like to because yeah. mean, then you would kind of know you would what know. you're up against. But you it would, would also be good. The problem is when guys do that with each other, it's about trying to take each other down or to like rip on each other. Well, maybe we could do something kind of communal first. Yeah, like, a little like nurturing. Massage each other yeah. or like knit a little bit. So then we can grow properly. Or like peel some cucumbers. Yeah, peel some cucumbers. And make some cucumber salads. Feel connected to each other so we'd all grow in unison. And then we could be, feel comfortable around each other. Yeah. But that'll never happen. No. Because you're right. Guys, no matter how. Homophobia. For one thing, well, that's that's part of it. Yeah, um, but I think that men are. It's just sad. That, it's sad that, that cock size dictates a lot of how we exist in the world. And like we're being really vulnerable here, but I don't think I even could have told that story if I wasn't eventually reassured, like fifteen years later, that like my cock wasn't this well, tiny well, mushy yeah, you've cucumber. Been reassured, you yep. know, you know that you're not a tiny mushy cucumber anymore. Yep. You're more like a zucchini. I'm like a zucchini or a squash or a squash, perhaps. And like, <laughs> and so it's like, but yeah, we're we're not jicama, not jicama, <laughs> but like, but like we're so insecure, yeah, and it leads to bad shit. Well, then you're right. I think a lot, a lot of violent men. Yeah, that violence grows out of the insecurity over sexual prowess. Yep. So if if I can't make love to you, I'll kill you. That's it, basically it, what it, it is. Mean, lo- that's the psychology of, of a lot of violent crime. I think. Yeah, and there's like yeah. this, the 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 serial rapist, you know, sure. all that stuff, sure, you know, or awful. the or the yeah. violence that we see even in horror flicks, where it's like this, like instead of seeing the sexual coming, we see someone getting their head chopped off. I don't know. These things are connected somehow and it's fucked up. But like, you know, maybe if we felt less insecure about our, yeah. our cocks, then maybe how's that going to be less violent? How's I don't the, know, how's man. How's that going to happen? I don't know. I like the cucumber salad meeting. Let's do that. <laughs> do, would anyone do that though? Seriously? I mean, I guess like we're good buddies so we can talk about this, but it was yeah. it literally like, so I told you this story just like a couple weeks ago and I started crying. Joel did start crying. I literally started crying. Start, Joel and I kid around a lot. We're yep. very um, sarcastic with each other. Yep. We're very ironic. Yeah. But this was a moment. Yeah. When which was real. It was real. It was real. And like, yeah. and it takes serious trust and vulnerability. And I know no one that is hearing this show, perhaps, <laughs> but like, maybe if we can be a little bit more vulnerable, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a little better. I'm not sure. I mean, that's what we're trying to do here, and we're hoping that it'll help. Belt. Belt. Belt, a two-man memoir, is a podcast by Eric Wilson and Joel Tauber. Dino Herman composed the music and did the sound design. For this episode, Cockmock, we interviewed Rebecca Herzig, Chair of Gender and Sexuality Studies at Bates College. Subscribe to Belt, a two-man memoir, and listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And on our website, belt.live. Copyright Joel Tauber and Eric Wilson. All rights reserved. Mm-hmm.